This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to Hi, episode welcome to 515 of Lockdown. Or so it seems. Uh, this is Shutters Inc. That's podcast. That's just 515 straight days, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and joining me once oh, again... Oh, we should change the name of the podcast. To what? Shutters in. <laughs> Shut in. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Uh, gold, gold, gold to Australia, gold to the man Lavender. Oh. That's right. Shut put him on the comedy. Out. Put him on the comedy pedestal of gold. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> if only I could do that and change it in the RSS feed without it absolutely <laughs> destroying the, <laughs> the podcast. Funny, eh? That's great. Uh, so you guys were out of lockdown for what about three minutes? Oh, t- uh, you know, I couldn't even actually tell you how long. Right. But apparently, something like um, eight, ten days, six days, yeah, two weeks. I don't know. Not long enough to actually achieve anything, right? <laughs> but long enough to set up dates for a new workshop. <laughs> For which Saturday, you then had to cancel. <laughs> which was just cancelled. <laughs> which I was rescheduling after cancelling from the last lockdown. Yeah, right. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, uh, that is harsh. The never-ending story. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. Wow. How's your week been? You're still in lockdown too, obviously. You're yes. still, yes. Uh, and there has been zero work come through. Oh, bugger. Yeah. And I spoke to my accountant and she yeah. said, unfortunately, given the oh, circumstances, what? you're not going to get anything. I can't claim it against my company because my company has no prior trading history because my company only got oh, set up a month ago. Right? So I can't claim a, a reduction in income for the company because the company hadn't actually started trading. What? Yeah, so um, it just sucks, yeah. That's just... Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know what you do. (laughs) You've got to laugh. You don't have a choice, but my God, yeah. And And the thing is, I can legitimately say that you know, the reason I have not had any freelance work out of the studio is because the studio is being impacted by the lockdown. COVID, yeah. They, they can't yeah. get the narrators in. So, yeah. you know, but, yeah, anyway. Please, Fun and games. You have, you have all, my, all my, my thoughts and sympathy. Thank you, mate. Um, but if there has been one good thing out of all of this, it's that I am getting out almost every single day and going for a good walk. So we've been doing, you know, five, eight, ten-kilometre walks every day. Good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So. I walked to the car this morning. <laughs> then this afternoon, walked back. Nice. I oh, see so you went to the car for a sleep. <laughs> oh, no, I that. Bruce, not true. I drove down the road. And had a sleep. And had a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I went to into a major. Sh- I, I drove down to a major shopping centre. Yeah, because I was having lunch with, with Ad, my mate Adam. Yeah, but I got there early, so I had to sleep in the car in the multi-level car park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, park the car in the sun so it gets nice and warm inside the car. And oh yeah, no, I'd never wake up. Off to sleep. I'd sleep till about three or four or five. <laughs> the kids would be outside school. Going, Dad, are you coming? <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you, you know, it goes off and it's warm, you just kind of oh, yeah. go deeper. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Love Not it. your little car park's the place for me. Uh, so a nice, little, nice little 40 minute nap before lunch. And, <laughs> and then just as we're going to lunch, uh, I'm, I'm getting this text from the government saying, yeah, uh, known COVID cases in your area, please, if your symptoms get, uh, yeah, get tested, lockdown. And then yeah, a couple of hours later, it's lockdown. But, uh, 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 so have you done any photography? Well, I did a fabulous talk uh, for tomorrow morning for uh, Fort Worth Camera oh, in yeah. Texas on travel photography. 
I managed to get my uh, my presentation down to a mere uh, 325 pages in 55 <laughs> minutes, nice. and, uh, and 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 I was fabulous. I did a great job. I was yeah, yeah I was eloquent. I was funny because I could include dad jokes because dad jokes are part of the request for the talk. Yeah, uh, and, and I was great. I mean, it just worked perfectly, perfectly. Yeah, right. So you pre-recorded it? No. Oh, oh, it's been and gone. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Oh, right. But by the time people listen, it'll have been been and gone. Right. <laughs> and I was fabulous. Excellent. <laughs> right. Excellent. As I would expect nothing less of me. Yes, of course. So I did a great job. I was really proud. And uh, <laughs> it made it made somewhat tougher by the kids, of course, having to be homeschooled at the same time. Yeah. You know, now. So yeah, that made it a bit tougher. But I got through it. You know, they didn't bother me Excellent. too much. Excellent. Yeah, and yeah, there, there was yeah, tens of people there listening. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, sponsored by Tamron USA. Well, what do you got on your list this week? Uh, well, there's a few other things. Uh, yeah. I've had a busy week doing expert commentary for the Olympics. Oh, have you just? Yeah, I have a huge week. Yeah, yeah, watching sports I've never seen before and having opinions on all of them. Excellent. Uh, so I've been very busy there telling them how they should do their job. Yeah, uh, that's that's quite tiring. I've had to have quite a few naps in between. Yeah, the, the marathons, the the the, the, the ten thousand the ten thousand meter run that took it out of me. Yeah, I was commentating for minutes there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I went and bought some AirPods. Okay, you found them, did you? Yeah, I finally found them. Yeah, finally, <laughs> and uh, then I said, you know, you shouldn't spend the money, Glenn, because you just don't yeah. know what's yeah. coming. Right? Don't spend the money. So I walked out of the shop, didn't buy them. <laughs> Next day, went to a different shop. They had them too. <laughs> I walked out of the shop and didn't buy them. Drove almost all the way home, turned around, drove all the way back again. Yeah. Walked in the shop, walked out, didn't buy them. Went and had some lunch, came back from lunch, bought them. <laughs> 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 so, but I'm, all the time I'm saying, you, you, you're asking for trouble. If you buy this, some unexpected expense is going to pop up and bang, it's going to hit you in the butt. Right. Your kid comes home from karate tonight, goes into a bedroom, comes out, Dad, look at this! And she sat on her iPad and crushed the thing, bent it, oh. and shattered the screen and bent the thing. Right. <laughs> and I, looked, I just looked over the container holding the, the AirPods. I said, you bastards. <laughs> you. That's going to cost me twice as much as the AirPods cost. Of- <laughs> if I hadn't bought the AirPods, so, yeah, that, that, was, um, that was a bit of joy. But... But I've got to say, the most amazing headphones I've ever owned in my life. Right. Good for music, really good for music, but for watching movies. Okay. On my iPhone, on my iPhone, which because they use this spatial audio, uh, Dolby Atmos spatial audio kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Being an audio guy, you know a bit about that sort of stuff. But you know when you're wearing headphones and watching something, yeah, it's kind of like you're separated from the movie because the, the sound's up here and the movie's down there kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, right. The, mu- the sound, sound's in your head and the picture's all the way over there kind of thing, you know? Okay. The way the headphones work, it's like you've got a huge invisible speaker in front of where you're holding the phone. Right. And the sound comes at you rather than goes in you. Right. So it doesn't feel like you're wearing headphones. It doesn't feel like the, the sound's coming in your ears. Yeah. It sounds like the sound's coming towards you. Right. But... So it sounds to me like they're using some binaural um, processing to make it sound like it's in front of you rather than at the But sides. get this. If you turn your head to the left... Yep. The sound's dominant in the right. Yeah, right. So they are. They're using binaural processing. <laughs> nice. It's it is it is epic, you know. You can you can look oh. up and the sounds sort of coming from below your chin, sort of thing. You yeah, know? right. Um, That's but it's clever. midair. That's oh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's a, I was watching. I was watching. Uh, I watched two movies yesterday. Yeah. Um, on my iPhone, uh, even though I had a you know, seventy-five inch plasma uh, LED TV in front of me turned off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of it holding my whatever inch screen iPhone. I watched uh, Empire of the Sun. Okay. Spielberg. Right. Uh, and uh, the new Tom Hanks movie, I think it's sort of new Greyhound, which I'd never seen. And it's Ooh, about okay. a World War Two, a World War Two movie. Right. Uh, but orally, they were just they were engrossing just for the sound. Uh, so, look, the sound design coming out of Hollywood is just phenomenal these days. It's actually have actually have uh, earphones that kind of give you that experience. 
you know, yeah. is I mean, I've got I've got I've got yeah, seven point one channel surround sound at home, but this is significantly different. Yeah, but the the, the great thing is that Hollywood can mix for a sound stage, and then your Apple product then takes that and uses its binaural processing to then deliver it in a format that works for your earbuds rather than for a set of speakers attached to your hi-fi yeah. system. And that's what's clever. That is really good. Uh, just, 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 just amazing. So yeah. um, the, other than the broken iPad, I thought it was quite a good, good purchase. <laughs> I could see good value out of it. So but, could, um, couldn't, couldn't you send her out to work and tell her to buy her own iPad? Well, can't go lockdown. That <laughs> happened tonight. <laughs> so that was. Uh, well, then yeah, you say was... we're in lockdown. I can't go and buy anything for at least a week. So you know you're without a product for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. But what am I going to do? What am I going to do if she hasn't got a babysitter with us? <laughs> yeah. I, I need. I need. She. So she's going to bother the living daylights out of me if she hasn't got that to play with. <laughs> She'll want to talk to you me. Tell, you She'll tell want to play games. Sister. She'll want to no, your sister. Will be, <laughs> sister will be engrossed in her her iPad, which hasn't been sat on yet. You know? <laughs> but the problem is if I buy a new iPad, yeah. that's better than the other one's iPad. She's going to go sit on hers. Yeah. <laughs> These earpods are going to cost me two iPads. So what you do is you buy a second-hand version of the existing iPad that works. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you can't click and collect that. Or, you know, <laughs> That's you right. Hence, the, you've got to wait seven days before you get a replacement. Yeah, but that's just going to bother me for seven days. I'm not sure seven days of pain is worth that. You know, I just want to be involved with a father. I mean, I'm watching my iPod, my iPhone. Do I have to take out my earphones again? And I found out one other thing that might be of photographic interest. Oh, yeah. Coming up, I think April next year. Uh, they've just discovered a new comet that's coming in that's wow. looking like a potential. I mean, there's comets coming and going all the time, but yeah. this is, A, a new one. The arc it's on means it's a, a very rare, I mean, it only comes around every who knows how many thousands of years kind of thing. Yeah. But they're thinking because of its projected trajectory, that's not easy to say, hmm. uh, it may become visible to the naked eye. A good, oh, okay. like, like Comet Neo Wise was, um, yep. so it could be a good, yeah, it could be a good photographic element coming around in April. I'm not sure whether it's going to be Northern Southern Hemisphere. I'm praying for Southern <laughs> Hemisphere for once, but right. uh, you know that's a yeah, long that's way away, don't you? Like April is ten months away, nine months away. Isn't it October now? No, <laughs> I wish. Not October. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Uh, Man, God, sadly no. The years go. The years go on slow, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, anyway, but that's but it's going to slowly get brighter. So you hopefully maybe like you know, a couple of months before that, you'll be able to you know, capture it with a camera, at least some element of it. Right. So, cool. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I like that kind of stuff anyway. Yep. And then today, to just today, uh, Tamron announced two new lenses for Sony. Oh, okay. And I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you. It might be enough to convince me to change. <laughs> Why? Just say, well, one thing, I mean, I mean I'm, when I go to Europe with the family, when this, this whole show's all over, yeah. I've been thinking about what kind of gear do I want to take. And I'm thinking I might buy, pick up a Sony A7. Oh, okay. And yep. take the 11 to 20 that I've just been shooting with because it's super small and light. Mm -hmm. But one of the two new lenses they've announced is a 35 to 150, 2 to 2.8. Wow, f two to two point eight, thirty five to one fifty. That's a pretty, pretty darn that's good a piece of lens. Racker of a lens. Now, obviously, that's for APS-C. But no, it's it's it's, it's full size, uh, uh, full frame um, for uh, it's only eight sevens. Full frame, really? Thirty five one fifty. Yeah. Wow. Thirty five one fifty mega two to two point eight. Wow. Okay. Well, you got me doubting next. I didn't actually look into it that deeply, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was. What are you doing to me? Uh, no, I'm positive. It's positive. Because it, yep. I mean, the 35 yep. to 150 yep. is You're for right. um, the Canon and Nikon. I'm looking on DP Review, Tamron, 35, 152 to 2.8, DI Mark III VXD for full frame Sony E mount. There oh, you go. Way. 35 to 150, 
F2 to 2.8. The, it's the fastest, uh, the world's first mirrorless zoom lens uh, that starts at F2. Yeah, right. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's beaten Sony to the punch and so on. But, I mean, what a kit, what a kit that would be, a small camera. Yeah. 11 to 20 for the cool, the cool you know, narrow laneways and, yep. and architecture and landscapes and stuff. And then 35, 150 for your, your general stuff. Yeah. What a cool bit of kit in a very small bag. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Even if you didn't have the wide angle, that 35 to 150 would make a cracker of a travel lens on its own. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 brilliant. But I mean, because I like my wide angle, I don't want to say because and once again, that eleven that eleven to twenty is so small that it's no um, it's no drama to carry around anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just epic, epically mm, good. So nice. yeah, I reckon that's going to be a. I mean, I'll get the lenses for free, so I've just got to pick up a body, basically. I, yeah. I even saw it on Facebook Marketplace this week, even before I saw these lenses came out. So I was just happened to come up like a, 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 an early version Sony A7 for five seventy five. Wow. Yeah, which for a yeah, second-hand full-frame body camera, pretty darn mm. good. Yeah. Yeah, and remember how much everyone raved about how good those Sonys were when they came out. So this, guess what? They're still good. Yep. So um, yeah, so that could be that could be a, a very neat bit of kit to pick up and to take along. Mm. Nice. So that's one of the new lenses. The other one is they're replacing the twenty-eight to seventy-five with a G two series of the twenty-eight to seventy-two new new uh, seventy-five new um, second generation. Right. And so the second the G two is generally a, a much better build quality. Oh, okay. Uh, based on you know, the the what they are for Canon, but they've radically changed the optical system layout for much improved performance now that 28 to 75 people rave about mate i've got one it's fantastic and and this is supposed to be much better okay okay um also far improved autofocus and i thought the autofocus was already pretty darn good so uh much faster much quieter autofocus apparently okay but one of the things i noticed that was really really interesting about it it's got a programmable custom function button basically right but if you're a video guy okay which i, I can't see much use of for photo but from, from what i can see that it does looks really interesting yeah. for for video guys yeah. you can you can set focus a focus b point and it will automatically shift from one to the other so you can lock That's in all that stuff epic. yeah which is which is pretty darn good you can focus preset a particular spot so if you just want to yeah if you're to manually crank to a fixed spot, it's you can lock that spot in, focus it out, and then whoosh, sort of pull back manually as well. Yeah, and you can switch whether the, whether it focuses left to right or right to left. You've got to do it manually. <laughs> so yeah, if you know if you if lucky if you're a Nikon or Canon user, yeah. and you can even change the the focus ring to change your aperture if you want to do that for whatever reason. Wow! So it can be like an old manual prime, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. So it's, it's it's some innovative stuff coming out of my buddy's Tamron. Yeah. So. That's some of the most interesting stuff I've heard on the hardware front for a long time. Yeah, I mean, F2s, you know, programmable focus points. Or, that's all. Oh, and the, the 35 to 150 does all the programmable ABs and all that stuff as well. Wow. So, um, yeah, there's wow. some pretty dumb... I mean, I, I messaged the, the head of Tamron Australia this morning and uh, I said, mate, it's enough to make me uh, consider changing to Sony. He goes, me too, because he's, he's a big shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he said, me too. So, um, yeah, so wow. we're, both, we're both pretty keen on this. Yeah. So um, I, mean, I can't see him get rid of all stuff. the Canon gear. No. It is. It is. I think, I think it's, it's fabulous. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, oh I did see the, the announcement of the world's best astrophotos. Oh, okay. But they were so epically boring, I didn't even bother <laughs> capturing the link. I mean, they're all just so damn good. They're all just so, oh, my God, that's incredible. Oh, okay. But they all are. Right. Any astro, we're talking about like high-end, you know, really, not, you're, you're um, not quite Hubble, but, you know, that kind of yeah. epic NASA-type quality. But, but you can look at any picture from NASA these days and, you know, what should be a sense of complete and utter awe that you can't take your eyes off and you want to stare at for years, yeah. you're flicking past it three a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Same with this. Yeah. They're all just so good. It's like, yeah, so what? Yeah. 
more and that's kind of going back to that death of photography thing a bit you know it's like there these are some of the most incredible astro photos ever taken and they're not enough to hold interest yeah 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 it can be like that on Instagram. You know, you, you, you search for a particular tag of something that you might want to look at for inspiration, and you just see so much stuff, and you just go, holy crap, I am just not... I'm not going to go take photos of that, because I can't <laughs> complete. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. but it's spot on, you know? That, so a couple of... I'm scrolling down, because I'm realising how, how absurd this is, that... Hmm. I can't even hold my interest on and, and, and care enough about those images as much as I love Astro. Mm. And then I saw a, 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 a headline, giving my audience a reason to care as a photographer. <laughs> and it's, it's an article. And, and, you know what? I opened it. His photos bored me so much, I didn't even bother reading the article. <laughs> so this whole, whole thing about these photos make my audience care, and I looked at it and I said, well, they're just same crap as everyone else and so i just didn't even bother looking at that so that's that's, that's been good you know <laughs> then i was going to use my brain i can't remember what for now because okay. i didn't end up using it right. kind of, oh that's right it was, there was this article on lens compression versus distortion all this other yeah and and, and how lenses don't actually compress and he's going to prove why and all sorts of stuff so well that could be kind of interesting to people and Oh, I just couldn't be bothered. So I didn't bother capturing the link for that one either. <laughs> so for those who want to have a look, it's not in the show notes. Exactly. Then I saw this article on fine art. Right. And I opened it up and it turns out fine art is just short frame wording for saying same as everyone else. Right. right. Uh, uh, but in black and white. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. What's so fine art about? What's so, okay now? Adam Davidson can answer this. What's so fine art yeah. about a black and white photo of a girl standing nude next to a rock? <laughs> how is that fine? I mean, she might be fine, but how is that fine art? <laughs> is it not just another person in front of another rock with different shaped boobs? I think when it comes to that kind of naked portraiture type stuff in black and white, it's fine art. If you didn't fill the frame with the subject, <laughs> oh, fine art! You sculpt sculpt the body with light. But then, but this, yeah. this article wasn't even it wasn't even art art nudes. It yeah. was like a, a a little driveway, like a little two two lane rutted driveway going down these fence posts yeah. that had some snow around it, off into and some clouds on the horizon. And the other one was a couple of mountains. Uh, around a lake with some clouds, and he went to discuss his two favourite fine art photos he'd taken. Right. I'm going, but, you know... <laughs> so what is fine art, Bruce? I don't know. I don't know. Is it the paper you printed on? <laughs> Maybe. You know? Uh, Maybe beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Glenn. You know? <laughs> One man's beauty's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> Beauty's in the eye of the beeholder. That's it. Just, uh, yeah. I, I might be, uh, this is could come a bit of a surprise to our audience, Bruce, but uh, I might be becoming a bit jaded. <laughs> I'm sure they're not surprised at all. <laughs> uh, I didn't bother looking at his article on that. Uh, oh, and, then, and then I saw, oh, this guy going to... I can't remember. I didn't pay enough attention, yeah. surprisingly. Uh, he was either going to somewhere in Micronesia or Indonesia or something. He was, he was going to capture the culture of the hidden tribes of Micronesia. And he was going to these two areas, and he was going to spend a week in both. Right. And I'm going, well, how much culture can you actually capture in a week yeah you can get a bit yeah. you can maybe photograph what they did that week yeah yeah but you know across the, the span of a year yeah. they probably do lots of stuff that's different to what he photographed yep uh, that's part of the part of possibly even more important to their culture yeah yeah and it's, it's, yeah so i just and, and so, so the objection to me there was that you that you're being arrogant enough to think that you're capturing culture, yeah. When in reality, you're capturing, you're observing something that you saw, yeah. 
that was different from what you normally do and see or whatever. Yeah. And you're making an interpretation of that. Yeah. You're not capturing their culture. You're interpreting in your own mind what you think is their culture. Yeah. You know, and so it's just a certain level of you know, a certain level of arrogance. Mm-hmm. There. I mean, I, I spent time with the with the Shin in the Shin state in Myanmar with the tattooed face women, but you know, I don't claim to understand anything about their life journey. You know, right. yeah, uh, just because I've seen I've seen yeah, spent time with them. You know, yeah, I've just managed to capture yeah, what I saw. Yeah, so so I didn't bother that article either. So. <laughs> Then I had a light bulb moment, Bruce. Oh yeah, I had a light bulb moment. This guy's photograph light, the old flash bulbs going off. You know the old flash bulbs you used to have to, yeah. uh, plug in the, the old flash bulb. Yeah, yeah. So you mean, put, you mean the uh, one use only ones that had four? Yeah, the single use ones. Had... He's captured them in video in slow motion. Oh, nice. And it's really cool. Really cool video. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's my one thing for the week. Excellent. There will actually be a link to that in the show notes. <laughs> there is actually a link to that. Yeah, that's my one thing. So that's you know, but yeah, look at how much I I would I was like John West this week. I rejected a lot. Um, but you know, I did it for our listeners. Yeah, I took the suffering for them. Nice. Yeah. So, and you did it. the sorting for them as well. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not you think about it. Yeah, you, you stepped so, up your level you're of welcome. commitment. I know. (laughs) Uh, The thought of going into lockdown did that for me, you know? (laughs) Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. Well, Paul Sutton sent us a, a bunch of stories, uh, most of which now, we will cover. Before, yeah. we're, we're going to have to say that um, that Paul's the new Adam Davidson. He is. I mean, and I'm pretty disappointed that Adam's not sort of tried to win back the mantle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, disappointed yeah, is a strong game. word, but anyway. <laughs> lift, your, lift your game, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Davidson, you know. Uh, The first one is Couple Learns Hard Lesson About Buying Grey Market Nikon Gear. This was interesting because I heard this even before Paul sent me the email, and it was about this couple in America, uh, in Chicago, who bought a Nikon P1000 through their local Walmart store. So you're thinking bricks and mortar, Walmart, an official Nikon, as the Americans would say, reseller, you would think they were doing the right thing. Supporting a bricks-and-mortar store, right? The uh, camera developed issues. They took it back to a Nikon service centre, and Nikon looked at the serial number and went, no, this was not meant for the American market. This is an international model, and it's not covered under warranty, and refused to fix it. And, you know, the couple are obviously a little bit peeved because they thought they'd done the right thing by supporting, you know, a business uh, that had sold them a product which they thought came with a warranty. Yeah. Walmart? Yeah. Does Amazon own Walmart? Uh, I don't know. But Maybe. But, hey, so, but hey, hey, they're not supporting business. They're supporting Walmart. <laughs> well, you know, it's a bricks-and-mortar business, regardless of what you think of it. It is still a bricks and mortar business in the US, and you would think if you're going in there, Walmart. And, yeah, I know. But <laughs> what's your point? It's not a supporting a camera store. Yeah, you know, they're supporting the evil empire. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think I think Amazon own Walmart. So all they're doing is paying for Jeff Bezos to go into space. <laughs> right. He said so. Remember? Yeah. But hang on a sec. Didn't they just go back to Walmart? Say I bought this off you fix the problem well that's what i would have thought so what's it doing why is this making news i don't know she tried to get nick on to repair it they're like we think we think it's gray market yeah what well how would nick on think something's gray market um Let's have a look here. Well, it basically said that Nikon checked the serial number and the serial number designated it as an international model and not one that was designed for the US market. And therefore, the you know camera may not perform as per the American model and therefore you know, Nikon was saying it's not our problem. 
But but I just don't understand. But, yeah, this. no, I'm with you because you would think, okay, the onus is on the seller, which is Walmart, to replace it. This article takes no no account of going back to the the purchaser. No, the it purchasee, doesn't. The it doesn't. Place. See, under Australian law, there is an expectation that when you buy a product, it will have a lifespan of you know some reasonable expectation, and if it doesn't meet that, then the seller is you know responsible for replacing that product. Some of the, it's some of the size of Walmart. But let's face it, we know everyone likes to complain. Not myself, of course, as you know. Yeah, no, um, of course not. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bright, shining shaft of sunlight in the world. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> people love to complain. You're not. You're knocking on the. You're knocking on the internet door of Walmart online, saying, "Guys, yeah. you sold me this dodgy piece of crud. Yeah. You're going to fix the dodgy piece of crud. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and but that uh, that. I mean, I haven't actually sat and read the article, but um, I don't understand why why that isn't followed through. It, it, it seems more like a, a complaint article than a a genuine. This is the issue so that, that how, this is how the issue should be dealt with. This is what Nikon Nikon said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of yeah, a lot, lot of stuff there that I don't quite get. But uh, I'm desperate to get into the uh, comments, but they're not coming up. There's, there's 121 comments, it says. But oh, uh, really? Uh, but it's not. They're not loading. It just says, "Yeah, nothing." Well, nothing. My internet's so slow tonight. I can't even load comments on on Peter Pixel. <laughs> right. Um, well, in that case, we'll you just know move be, on to the next. You know, there's some quality commentary. Oh, I'm sure there will. Well, be. You know how much quality commentary we're missing out on. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. The, There'll be, gotta, be, There'll be another day. There'll be another day. Maybe my, I'll, do, I'll do my research for next week. Yeah. And when I oh, he said no, it's just come out, Bruce. Oh, we're in luck, my boy. Here we go. Um, this is another example of poor customer service on Nikon's part. The yeah. camera market is tough enough without their ridiculous warranty exclusions. What? That it wasn't bought from them? Yeah. They, they get so excited by the cheap price that they sell and look to see who the seller is. Oh, you know what it might. I wonder if hmm. if Walmart worked the same way as Amazon and they sell third, uh, use third party sellers, allow oh, third party like sellers drop, to advertise, drop ship kind of. Yeah, thing. whether they're, they're, they're shipped from someone else. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. Poor, sir, poor repair services. The reason I stopped shooting Nikon. Couldn't say from Australia here that um, uh, never ever had an issue with Nikon in Australia. They've always been exceptionally good but yeah yeah uh, what are you gonna do it's been a, a long running issue between nikon usa and nikon japan dating back to the 1980s yeah. i used to love back in the 80s bruce yeah. um, we used to get the american photo magazines yeah mm. such as american photo yeah right. but uh, there's lots of american photo magazines but at the back was always these these classified all these ads for all these companies selling stuff because there was no you know, internet back in those days of course yeah. so there's all these adverts for the latest cameras at prices because back in those days australia had 32 and percent tax yeah so all our prices were extraordinarily expensive compared to yeah you know, what it was being sold for in the u.s yep. and, you'd, and they'd bundle stuff together for amazing deals you'd have something like yeah, the Nikon F3, and with famous brand 28 to 105 lens, famous brand case, famous brand flash, famous brand filter, famous brand all famous brand films, they package all this stuff together at an amazing price. Yeah, and then you buy it, and it would arrive in Australia, and the lens was famous brand, and the case was called famous brand. <laughs> Everything that was the name of the stuff. You know? <laughs> Oh, so, <laughs> you got well and truly stitched up, you know. Yeah. And then you, they'd, so you'd have customers come into your stores, and they'd have the, yeah, they'd want you to help them with their gear, and they'd say, "Oh, look, I bought this camera and lens from you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, able to, could you just help me out with this?" And there's the Nikon with the lens, famous brand. And you go, <laughs> "No, you didn't buy from us, dude. You bought this from America. Thought you'd save a few bucks, and then come in here to learn how to use it." Yeah. You go, "How'd you know that? Oh, I'm a very smart man." And then you had people coming complaining about <laughs> what they'd bought in Hong Kong, right? So yeah, they're right. transiting through Hong Kong on the way back from somewhere. They've got an hour or an hour and a half to shop at the airport, buy duty-free, 
and they buy a camera and they rush to their plane, they rush to Australia, they get home, they open up and finds a brick <laughs> inside the box. <laughs> and this happens so often, so often. Is that right? Because, because these people knew these guys had gone in half an hour. Yeah. The, ba- the gear is sealed up in a bag, which they can't open until they're on the plane. Not our problem. Oh, oh right. the stuff! All, all the accessories have been missing, or the, yeah, the lens, a bit, a different camera in the box than what's supposed to be. Oh God, the horror stories! Yeah, you know? wow. So you know, going into a store, learning something about it, yeah, buying from the person that you've talked to, checking the contents O box before you leave, yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's worth something sometimes, you know. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. Alrighty, the next one is uh, a link to the blog of a photographer by the name of Jeff Cable, and this guy is currently shooting at the Olympics. I know Jeff. Uh, oh, do you? Jeff used to Jeff used to work for Lexar. Right. Hey, so he's Jeff. currently over in uh, Tokyo shooting the Olympics. And I know a couple of people over there doing that, don't As we're recording this, the most recent story is one about the men's uh, US water polo team. But the story that is immediately preceding that is his photography workflow and how he can go through 2,000 images uh, and deliver... Oh, is that Jeff's article? I saw saw a picture of it. I didn't realise that was him. Right. Yeah. And then the one after that, which I thought was... Or I should say the one before that, is one where he was shooting the equestrian stuff and decided to take a bit of a gamble, which is pretty ballsy move if you're photographing the Olympics, and do some slow shutter stuff of the equestrians with the aim of getting yeah. getting the head of the rider sharp and in focus while the horse and the jump and the stands are all blurred. And some of the shots are cracking shots. But I just had to go. That is yeah, a look, pretty I mean, ballsy move to take when you're, you know, photographing the Olympics. Well, you know, once you've already got a thousand shots, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, a thousand epic shots doesn't hurt to play around a bit, does it? You know, no. But Jeff set Jeff set me up with the Lexar sponsorship many years ago. So. Oh, right. In the US. He's a US-based guy. Yes, he's a, he's a nice guy. Uh, the next one that Paul had was from abc.net.au, and this was the National Portrait Award for the year, uh, and the photographer has had to accept the award whilst being in isolation in Sydney. But it's a great portrait of a farmer on his land out in Forbes in the middle of New South Wales just walking into a dust storm that just happened to you know blow through whilst they were out there shooting some stills for a a documentary Uh, and it's a great shot I really like it there's a a simplicity to it that just yeah works really well it's it's a lovely shot is it a portrait? (sighs) I guess you could claim it's an environmental portrait Who's the, who's the photo of? <laughs> well, the guy walking away from the camera. <laughs> now, who is it? It's a portrait. So you, A guy. Is it his name? Uh, Anthony Guy, Mr. A Guy to you? <laughs> I don't know. Dave. His name's Dave. But is it not true? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fabulous shot, but we've had this issue with portraits in the past. <laughs> who is it? Does a it's portrait no, have a, to feature the be... face of the sitter? Does it have well, to? Well, it's the dictionary definition. Is that it? in which the face and its expression is most dominant? Is that is that what it says? That's a dictionary definition. <laughs> That's a dictionary definition of a portrait. Okay. <laughs> if it's if it's good for good enough for Mrs. Webster, oh Miriam, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Fair enough. <laughs> if 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 you get if you get that in your funk and wagnalls. <laughs> I guess if you want to argue that point, that's fair enough. But yeah, I I, I don't what, have an that, issue. The with... definition of the word, <laughs> you shouldn't have to argue that point. <laughs> it's like it's like saying, "Well, nah, that's not red," because <laughs> this blue thing over here, I'm calling that red. That's my artistic impression <laughs> of red. Is that blue thing, and you know, I don't care what the dictionary says about what red is. This is my red. 
Uh, What's I'm, a table, I'm, Bruce? I'm if you're going to take a photo to... of a table, if you're going to take a photo of a table, as Sean puts in a waterfall. Hang on, hang on. So I've just gone to Merriam-Webster's website yeah, yeah. and looked up the definition of the word portrait. I oh, ain't got a sec. If now. we're going to start looking at that, no, no, no. <laughs> if we're actually going to start doing research on. on this show. You can't quote sources and then <laughs> refute the ability of someone to then check that same Hell's source. Yes, we can. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Let's just go number one, noun. Yeah, Picture, especially a pictorial representation of a person usually showing the face. So, Okay, if I go this one, a painting, drawing, photograph or engraving, especially one <laughs> depicting only the face or head and shoulders. Okay, but you quoted Merriam-Webster, so that's... Oh, I didn't know who it was. I was just, it's, just I, it's, only, it's only one I could think of. <laughs> What's that? What, let's, look, let's look at the Cambridge Dictionary. Uh, a painting, photograph, drawing um, of a person or less commonly of a group of people. There you go. Yeah. Doesn't say either way. Front, back, left, upside down. <laughs> but, yeah, let's call a potato a potato. Okay. <laughs> uh, here, Miriam, Mer- not Miriam, but Miriam. Miriam Webster is a picture, especially a pictorial representation of a person. But it says especially. Picture, especially. This is a picture, especially. (laughs) Likeness of a person, especially of the face. That's another dictionary. It's dictionary.com, which, of course, is bound to be the real one because it's got .com on it. Yeah, I'm I'm on the OED's website, but I can't find their search box. I think you you have to have a a membership to actually search the OED. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The point is, I think it's a valid portrait. I don't. <laughs> well, you're working great shot. Yeah. So, but the problem is, this is the, this is the problem. It's a great shot. Yeah, right. And it's now steeped in people saying, oh, it's not a fucking portrait. <laughs> you know? It reminds me of a joke I've got for tomorrow's uh, or, or the past presentation that I'm doing tomorrow. Right. How many photographers does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> This will be good. How many? One. And 49 to say, I could have done that. Yeah, there you go. Great shot. Beautifully done. I mean, I'm not a big fan of those little black blobs down the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, I would have cropped that out or cloned yeah, that, it out. Cloned it out. That just pulled the eye away. There's way too much weight in those elements. I think you'll find but, that's actually cow poop. Well, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, yes. um, but no, you know, you know what? Know it's that. it's probably a case of to be accepted into the award, you probably cannot crop or do any post to the image. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe post maybe. up the wazoo in that photo. Yeah, probably. So uh, great shot. Still struggle that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. If you're going to know, if you're going to have categories, yeah. those categories need to be defined. Now, maybe this competition defines anything with any, with an, any element of human in it. Based on this premise, I could have had just his boots there, and that's as good a portrait. His boots <laughs> and his hat laying there in the sand is no different than this. <laughs> I would say it is. Why is it? Because what am I depicting? There is no different? person there. But the, who who's this person? That's irrelevant. This person's implied because you can see the back of someone. It could be any one of a million people. It could be any one of seven billion people. Exactly. Well, <laughs> probably not a woman. But, but the point is, gate. the point is, there is a human in the in the image. But why does it? But does it say in the category there has to be a human in the image? <laughs> I don't Do por- know. That's what I'm saying about uh, you can throw out a category, say portrait. Yeah. His boots may tell more of a story about this man's life than anything else we could shoot of him. Um, I think that's a stretch. But more than likely anyway. to the people who knew him, <laughs> more than likely to the people who know him. Yeah. yeah. If you put Elvis's jacket, most famous jacket, yeah. on a clothes rack in that scene, is that a picture of Elvis? 
does not people automatically think and represent who this person is that we're seeing in the photograph? That's two Michael different Jackson's things. Glove. That is two different things. You said, is that a picture of Elvis or is that a thing that represents Elvis? That's two okay. entirely different but, things. But I'm not, not doing a portrait of Elvis with the best of my abilities now because Elvis is with us. He's left the building, if you, if you weren't aware. Yeah? yeah. If I put a picture of Michael Jackson's glove up. It could just be any white glove. Or his chimp. Well, I couldn't afford the real one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it just... Uh, maybe I'm just you might you might find it hard to believe, but maybe I'm just a bit belligerent. Maybe you're just in wanting my portraits, my portraits <laughs> to allow me to see the person. Right, fair enough. Remember that. Remember the portrait prize of the woman who got a grandmother to scratch a negative, and then she spat on it. <laughs> yeah, and that maybe, won a yeah. that won a portrait prize. That won a fifty thousand dollar portrait prize. She scratched it on a negative and spat on it. Yeah. And that was her portrait of her mother. Yeah. The portrait prize where someone hung um, a, a piece of fabric over two bits of rope. <laughs> that, that won a portrait prize, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where, where do we draw the line? If we object to someone spitting and scratching on a negative as being a, a, being a portrait, yeah. we should also object to this. I, I don't see the correlation. I do, because neither of them show the person. Well, I, I would say that the person is visible in this portrait. There's a person visible? Just because his face isn't visible doesn't mean that there's not a person. Though. Would you recognise him in the street? No. Exactly. Dan <laughs> <laughs> Mather might not recognise him in this shot. Uh, but it's the thing, though. Yeah, she probably did. He wouldn't recognise the person, so... How is that depicting the person? If you wouldn't rec- if someone held, st- stood five people in front of you looking at you, and said, "This person, this photo is one of these people. Which one is it?" And they all had same, roughly the same body shape. You wouldn't know. <laughs> it's not a representation of this person. It's a representation of a person. It's a person walking into a storm. Yeah. Great shot. And this is the problem. Is it's a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> but it fundamentally fails to me to represent this person in any meaningful way. Well, that's where I think it comes back to the eye of the beholder. Okay, but okay, if the eye of the beholder believes this is a great representation of this person, in what way? It's representative of his life, of where he works and what he does. How do you know he works there? How do you know he works there? How do you know he works there? That's that's, (laughs) How do you know he works there? How do you know this is his work? There's nothing there to tell you that's work. This could be a beach. He could be on holiday in the Sahara. <laughs> it doesn't you get it. It doesn't tell you who works there. <laughs> okay, but you could say that about just about any portrait that you don't. No, because the portrait's not trying to say. That if I've got a portrait of someone's face, I'm not trying to say this person is doing this. This person lives here. This person. <laughs> does these things. This person represents these beliefs. This person, I'm saying this is the person. Okay. And if you hold that picture up in front of the person, even if there's five of them there, you're probably going to go, oh, that's that one. Because I I can recognise the face. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But this is a fabulous photograph that in no way represents what he does for a job. (laughs) So, okay, maybe if we allow it to be cow (laughs) Maybe he's a cat. Maybe he's a cattle farmer. The only thing that represents what he does for a living is a cat is just in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the it's important after all. I don't know. But this does not tell you anything about what he does. It doesn't tell you anything about where he lives. It doesn't tell you what nationality he is. It kind of tells you gender and preference to hats. And you can assume, and you can assume country because he's wearing the hat, non-ironically. <laughs> okay, so, but that's all it tells you. A person walking towards some weather, somewhere. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Because I think we've done. No, this is this is the best discussion. This is the best discussion we've had this podcast in five hundred episodes. I want people to write in. I want somebody to write in something. Who was this person? 
what do they do for a living? Are they successful? Are they on the on the edge of bankruptcy? Are they do they have a million acre uh, property or are they a little hobby farmer? Tell me something about this person. Tell me what this photo speaks to you, and okay. you'll all be wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're allowed to have your opinion. Obviously, yeah. You, but uh, and it comes back to once again a portrait prize. Yeah, yeah. Great photo again. Love yeah. the shot, which is what disappoints me so much about it. Yeah, do we do we win a national? Uh, um, uh, do we do we accept the national photographic portrait prize? Do we do we do we choose this one just because it's cool? As the judge, what do you think when you're judging this image against all these other epic portraits of people? What makes you say this is more a portrait than all those other ones? This is a worthy winner because it says, what does it say? This is a worthy winner because it says it was windy that day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was, that was good. I think we should fi finish in a high. That was awesome. <laughs> it was 10 minutes. I'll never get back. <laughs> But you know what? There's passion in that. <laughs> totally, totally. There's not there's not the photography is dead. <laughs> judging might be based on that, judging might be dead. <laughs> let's get a let's get a photographic judge on and he can tell us why it's good. I know, no, don't sure. tell me why it's good. I know why it's good. It's a great shot. Yeah. Tell me why it wins a portrait prize. Right. And art, like everything, is subjective. But isn't, so I was just going to say, isn't there a certain subjectivity even on the part of the the judges, though? But can, is there? Is it, should there be allowed to be? <sighs> when someone, so when someone wins a prize, when someone wins a prize of a scratched negative with someone spit on it hmm. as a portrait of their mother, is that subjectivity or stupidity? It is not. This is a. Is this not as a national portrait prize? All the viewers there are wanting to see this. This end result. This winner. All the people who paid their money to be in the competition. Let's face it. These things are money making exercises. They're not any yeah. grandiose bloody thing. There are uh, what if they want their people to keep putting their dollars in to try and win. There. How much subjectivity are you allowed in the judging process? that takes it outside of what is a portrait. Yeah, well, I guess that comes down to the fine print for the competition, you know, because theoretically there would be, you know, guidelines for the competition that says what is and what is not considered valid as a portrait. I would like to think anyway. I wonder how many, I wonder how many people didn't submit entries after the scratch and spit negative and how much money they lost. Yeah compared to previous years, because people go, well, I don't know what the hell they're asking for, if that one. Yeah. And, yeah, and, not, I, I, and not to beat up on Lisa Sard, but the same thing with her, you know, her... Bakery. Paper cutouts. <laughs> that her, stolen, her stolen imagery that she yeah. said that she did it all herself. That yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but any, yeah, anything that is non-traditional based around what the word means to the majority of the punters putting their money in... Yeah. Needs to be, I would think, not very carefully selected, knowing the possible content. And, and I really strongly believe there's a, a a a big push to choose controversial over quality. I'm going to choose this one because it's it's so out of the box. It must be art. Yeah. I don't understand what this picture is. Therefore, I'm going to choose it because it must be really good. Because I have no clue what it's about. Yeah. You know, that, that's true art, isn't it? You know, what the hell is that person on? You know? Quite possibly. Who knows? Uh, the next one that Paul sent us is from Shutterbug.com, and it's uh, for those of us who are in lockdown and are looking for something interesting to shoot. Which is probably more, more people now than when he wrote that. Exactly, yes. <laughs> it says, looking for colourful wildlife images, stay home, stay inside, and open the window. Now, obviously, you know, this does depend on you living in somewhat of a rural location to some extent. Uh, well, out by the guy with the dust storm. 
Well, not necessarily, but, you know... Because we don't you, know where that is. If you live in a high-rise apartment in the city, you're probably not going to find a bird sitting on a twig outside your window. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it was a collection of bird images, all shot with very long focal lengths and wide apertures. Once we get further down the story, there's one that's maybe not quite so long a focal length or quite so wide an aperture, but, yeah... It's a good idea for those who are struggling to find something to shoot. Uh, have a look at the birds out in your backyard. Uh, and the next one, which I really enjoyed... Was... Can I suggest, though, yeah. if, we, if, you, if you live in said high-rise apartment yeah. and your window's open, start doing some down shots. Just to shoot down. Yes. Anything that happens down. Get that perspective. Everyone loves a drone shot because it's perspective. Get your head over the balcony and start seeing what you can ca- capture from that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, the next one... I think, I think it's pronounced faux show. Oh, faux show! It's, it's not... <laughs> That's how, that's how it goes, Bruce. Uh, this was on Board Panda, and it's, I took these 29 photos with household items using simple hacks. Can, can I just say that when you introduced that, yeah. I thought you said, this is on Board a Panda. <laughs> Someone stripped a camera to a panda. It's brilliant. Uh. <laughs> uh, so there's a whole bunch of just simple household items that can be used to create some interesting looking images in your house, you know. And uh, I won't spoil the fun of, you know, describing all of them, but uh, I quite enjoyed some of these and I thought I should really give these a go. So, well, there yeah. you go. You're locked down. You've got no job. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Your challenge for next week. That's right. So, <laughs> come up with a photo. <laughs> and the last one on Paul's list uh, from creativelive.com how to find the perfect location for digital sports photography. I don't know that that's really what this blog post is about. It seems like it's more just about how this guy shot a photograph of a guy on a push bike in a tunnel. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool shot on the banner. So Now, speaking of banners, I'm led to believe, Bruce, there's been some changes that uh, shutters, shutters in uh, oh, HQ. There has been. Yes. yes there tell, I'm not going to go there and have a look, so please tell me. Well, basically what happened was I was I had to log into the WordPress site, which is what shuttersincpodcast.com is hosted on. Right. And it's been nagging me for months saying, "Oh, you need to update your PHP version, which is some of the code that runs in the background." And every time I tried to update it beyond 7.0 because they've now gone up to 7.4, Every time I'd try to update it, it would break the site, and so I'd have to revert it back to PHP 7. And so because I'm in the process of having to set up a new site for something else that I'm doing, I had to look into why this whole PHP thing wouldn't work. And it turned out that it was a security issue with the theme that the ShuttersIncPodcast.com blog was running on. And the theme is basically what styles the look of the site. So I thought, okay, I'll just go and find a new theme that is compliant with a later version of PHP. And so, yeah, I went browsing, found the, the, what is now the new theme, and deployed that, liked the look of it, and found that I could then update to PHP 7.4 without any issues. So that's why oh. there's a new look to the blog. And a great side effect of this is the fact that the previous theme, even though I would upload a an image that would go along with each blog post, when you actually clicked on the uh, article header and it loaded that particular article, it never showed you the, the image where the new theme does. So that's kind of a good thing. What were you going to say? The... the, the to listen to this podcast, do people have to go to the website? It's a website, no, right? They don't have to, no. So what we should then say is go to the website this week and see all the vast changes Bruce has put on there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> vast. Ah, and they'll tell, <laughs> so it looks better? It does. It does. Good. Yeah. 
But the last and one looked like is another week. Another week done, eh? So what, what did the last one look like? Uh, it looked different. Oh, <laughs> eh? Well, I would hope it did because if someone came up and says, "Hey, your website looks the same," <laughs> it defeats the purpose, doesn't there it? There you go. Oh, well, that's it. All right, mate. Will you have a good week in lockdown? You have a good week in lockdown. And uh, for all of those in lockdown, stay locked in. That's it. <laughs> and mate, right, we'll see you on the other side. See you next week. See you, mate. Bye, all. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com. Right.